This is Blake Reynolds, and you're listening to the Upbeat Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Upbeat Podcast. I am your host, uh, Blake Reynolds. I'm so excited you guys are watching today's episode. I've got a very uh, special guest today. She's a friend of mine. But before I introduce her, I just want to give you guys a couple of quick things. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast. If today's episode encouraged or blessed you in any way, share it with a friend via text message, via email. I mean, find a way to download it and, and, and transcribe it and send it to somebody via mail. I'm just kidding about that last part. But share it with somebody if it blessed you. Also, follow me on social media at Blake Reynolds Music, both Faith Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I love connecting and getting to know people. I'm all about relationships. So be sure to follow me there. But thank you guys so much for listening. I've got a good friend of mine. Her name is Katie Smith. She hails from New England. No, I'm just kidding. She's all the way from Alabama. (laughs) She's all the way from Alabama. Katie, why don't you take a minute and just introduce yourself, talk about who you are, where you're from. Sure, sure. So my name is Katie Smith. I am a school social worker. Um, I'm a licensed social worker in the state of Alabama. Um, Roll Tide used to say War Eagle, not anymore. Um, because I, like I said, I am living in Tuscaloosa, the city of champions, baby. Um, you know, serving the Lord, doing all the things. Um, I'm originally from Huntsville and, you know, um, went to graduated from the University of North Alabama. I went to the Ramp School of Ministry where I was able to minister alongside um, a ministry team called Chosen, where we would go and preach, pray, dance, sing, not me, somebody else, because that'd be real bad, uh, just at different churches and conferences and other type of events. And man, that was the greatest honor of my life. And now I get to minister to little babies inside the school system. So I'm one blessed woman. I love what I do. And it's all good. That's awesome. If so for those of you who are wondering the accent that she has, it's actually a New England accent, is what it is. She's oh, kind of got some British in her. As cornbread down here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She is an Alabama girl all the way through. So hey, I have a possible title for today's episode. I wanted to run by you. I think I want to call it bless your heart. What do you think? <gasps> oh, that blesses my heart. <laughs> oh my <Yeah>. gosh. <laughs> Y'all up north, you think bless your heart like Whenever I say bless your heart, I mean bless your heart. Like that really did just bless my heart. See, it's not sarcastic. Like, oh my gosh. Like, I mean bless your heart. Y'all don't understand. Well, you're one of those genuine people. You're a genuine Southern girl then. You, you use that uh, in a sincerity where I grew up down South in Virginia. Um, and it was bless your heart could have yeah. meant anything. Bless your heart could have meant you're, you're being an idiot right now. Bless your heart could have, it could have been just whatever it, you could have whatever you could have uh, translated as so um yeah i thought i'm like i was like maybe i should call it bless your heart interview with katie smith um, for those of you who are unfamiliar uh bless your heart is something they say down in the deep south all the time and i'm sure if katie wants to jump in she can she could say something about it but it is, it is just like their go-to thing to say um so that's why it's kind of special to Katie over here. <laughs> but Katie, like, thank you so much for taking a second to introduce yourself. We're going to jump into some get to know you questions and then we'll get down to the nitty gritty. Uh, so first things first, if you could relive any decade, which Oof. decade would you live? I mean, okay. I can't be like over spiritual, but <laughs> I would love to walk with Jesus. But if not, like, I'm just going to omit the question and I want to live in this time period. Like, I don't want to leave. In I want to live period? right here. Yes, I want to live now. In the now, okay. All right. That's good. I mean, every past decade has their their ups and downs. So I, I can understand that. So I'm like, man, no p- indoor plumbing. Like, no. You know. <laughs> I was thinking like the 90s, like reliving the 90s would be awesome. Oh. No, I saw what my parents No, were. no thank you. I love my, <laughs> I- I'm going to stick in my skinny jeans. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Katie. All right. Uh, what is your favorite pastime? Like, what do you like to do when Katie goes home? What does she do to chill? I play with my dog, my sweet party. Y'all, let me just tell you about this dog. So his name is party. Woo. woo like bouchical. Wow. <laughs> but so I paid a whole lot of money for a dog nut to shed. He is double doodle. So he's both of his parents are golden doodles. And I'm telling y'all, this dog got like 98% golden retriever and 2% poodle. And it's only in his face and there's hair everywhere. Like <laughs> that's funny. Not, a shed. not cool. It's okay though. 
It's okay. I'm just believing the Lord for a miracle. <laughs> Keep believing. All right. Are you coffee or tea? Sweet tea. I'm Southern. I knew you were going to say that, Katie. I knew it. But see, most of the time, whenever people ask like coffee or tea, they're thinking like the fancy teas. Mm -mm, no, put some sugar in that baby and let's go. <laughs> uh, what is your biggest pet peeve? This is going to sound so silly. I cannot stand it whenever I see females doing athletic things with their hair down. <laughs> <laughs> that is my biggest pet peeve. Oh man, I have that issue all the time. Oh, all I always have my hair down. Um, like stuff back. <laughs> okay, um, let's see here. I've got a good one here and okay. hopefully you can answer this. What is your most embarrassing ministry moment? <gasps> I can't say the song. <laughs> what i'm not gonna have to pass because I okay like listen some people know and they literally told me katie you can never tell anyone this so <laughs> big pass <laughs> i am majorly curious or not but I, I will respect you on this one um okay so what is one piece of advice that you would give your past self and would that piece of advice still apply to you today oh gosh um I think that I would just tell myself just to trust, trust the Lord, trust that he's ordered my steps. And yes, 100%, because every single day we walk by just a little bit more faith. And it's crazy to look back now on my life and see how God has literally ordained each and every step, every single chapter, wow. um, and how they've all pointed here, even without me knowing that they were pointing here. It's just really cool how, I mean, like I can look back and I can see road signs that say, this is where you're going to be in five years, but I did not realize that. Um, so it's just super cool to kind of look back on that and see. That is awesome. And I know, like, like I said, this is the question portion. We usually don't go deep here, but I love how you said is every single day, we just, we grow a, a, in a measure of faith. Um, obviously if you're exercising your faith. Um, but I like how you said just every step of the way, like we don't realize, but if we're just trusting the Lord, we're trusting the Lord, he's, he's guiding us every step of the way. And when you look back five years, you look back and you say things like you had just said, where, I didn't realize this, but five years ago, there was this one opportunity I said yes to. And if it wasn't for that opportunity, I wouldn't be in the position I am today. And so I loved how you said it, just trusting God, even in those, just those moments where it just, it seems impossible, just trusting him. So Katie, I would love for you. Um, I would love for you, first of all, to share your testimony real quick. And then after that, I would love to just you to share a little bit of what God's been teaching you in this season of life. So first things first, let's hear your testimony, Katie. Oh goodness. Praise God, somebody. Um, <laughs> So honest, if we're being downright honest, um, I have one. Well, I can't say that. That's kind of rude, but I, I am going to say it anyway, I have one of the greatest testimonies and that is that the Lord kept me. And I'm so thankful for that. Um, you know, I, my dad was a pastor growing up. Um, eventually we kind of fell away, just got busy. Me and my sister, we played um, travel softball for, I played softball for about 14 years growing up. Um, and the really only thing I can even say about that is that it was more, we called our ball, our bail, like it became our idol and um, just kind of pulled us away. From, <laughs> I mean, isn't that funny? It's kind of true though. Um, it is. It's definitely a Christian, cheesy Christian joke, but I like it. 100%. Yeah, and only some people get it, but it's great. Um, but, you know, it kind of pulled us away. My dad quit pastoring. Um, and then eventually we got into a great church and, you know, I mean, at that point, like. I don't, I can't tell you when I got actually got saved. Um, but you know, all throughout high school, I was the best kid. I was student body president. I was captain of the softball team. I was national honor society. Like, you know, all the exes, like Katie had them checked, um, full tuition scholarship, the whole nine yards. Um, and I mean, I'm telling you, like if perfection had a person that they had to put beside it, Katie Smith. And honestly, it trapped me. It trapped me because wow. I'm so trapped in, oh, you have to do this. You have to cross these T's. You have to dot these I's. Um, and so, like I said, I ended up getting a full tuition scholarship um, to Troy University. And so it was super awesome. I was going to have to pay like $200 out of my pocket for all my four years. So it ended up being about over $200,000 was the scholarship. So praise Jesus. Um, wow. But I got there and I was miserable. I hated it. I was too far away from home. I missed my family. I had no joy. I was, I'm not going to say depressed because I, I don't really think it was like a depression, but it was just, it was such a weighty thing. And I remember I came home when we, and I was home all the time because I just, I was miserable. Um, 
and one weekend I came home and my, I, my aunt, I have an awesome aunt and she just speaks in my life at such pivotal moments. I'm so thankful. And she said, Katie, why don't you just tell the devil to get out? And I'm looking back now, I'm like, man, I am such like not a devil focuser, you know, like, oh, the devil attacked me. Like, that's not me. Um, no, girlfriend, that's your flesh. <laughs> like, you know, um, but I got through like the Montgomery, Birmingham or Montgomery exit in Alabama. And I just went to town like, Satan, you get out of my car. You get out of my luggage. Like, you are not going back down here with me. Like, you know, my joy comes from the Lord. Like, he speaks, you know. And I was just going at it. And I honestly, I'd never had an experience like that. Like, I had never interceded and went to war for myself like that in that moment. Um, but as soon as I did, like, I felt a break. And then the very next day, um, that same aunt who speaks very pivotal things in my life, she called me and she said, Katie, I just don't think you are where you're supposed to be. And I was like, what do you mean? I got a scholarship. Like, obviously this is God's will for my life, you know? Um, and so I went back into my dorm room. I started a boohoo crying. I was like, what the heck does that mean? Like, I know that she hears from God. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I opened up the scripture and went to Luke chapter 10, which tell, and you know, it just so happened that like on that day of my like Bible reading plan was Luke chapter 10. And it was the story of Mary and Martha, whenever Jesus goes into the house of Mary and Martha and Mary sits at his feet and Mary. And meanwhile, Martha is over here. She's cooking, she's cleaning, she's meeting all the people's needs. She's doing all the things. And I broke down in tears because I heard Jesus say, Mary has chosen the better thing. Like he was getting like, he so sweetly rebuked me while also like pointing me into the right direction because I was so consumed <laughs> with like, you have to be XXX and you have to do Y, Y, Y. Um, and it just set me free. And it was the most incredible wow. moment of my life. And it was like all that perfection, all that need for comparison, all that need to be the next level or to meet somebody else's mold. It fell off in a moment. Um, and so basically wow. from there, um, I knew that I had to get out. And so I left because he told me to, and, you know, ended up was like, well, Lord, what's my next step? Um, because in that moment, I also heard him say, as I'm reading that scripture, he said, Katie, stop working for the world and come work for me. And so whenever he said that, it was just like, okay, okay, Lord, like my hands are off, whatever it is that you have for me, that's what I want. And so I went on this journey of trying to figure out, you know, who, who am I? What am I called to be? And so that's how I kind of ended up at the ramp. Um, and, you know, just feel like there's a lot of purpose behind all of it. But like I said, he just kept me and that's why I'm real thankful. That is, uh, that is incredible. I love the story. And I loved your take on Luke chapter 10 with Martha and Mary. I got to share this with Katie. And I know you're going to be like, what? Your mind's exploding. Please. I was, I was just reading about this, the story of Martha and Mary. I, I did a, uh, um, I did my own little podcast on it, did a little video on Instagram of it. And God's been dealing with me on that. It's just stop being busy, stop being worried about the world, blah, blah, blah. And that was like a week or two ago. But I keep coming up with these things like, or God keeps speaking to me about being at the feet of Jesus, surrendering, go back to the, the secret place, devotional, being at his feet, essentially like Mary was. And the, this is the crazy part. I just did a podcast with a girl named Anna. She's a, uh, she's a person here in Michigan. She's got an incredible ministry. And her podcast is called At the Feet of Jesus. And we talked about this very scripture right here exactly what you're saying is just stop worrying about the things of the world but i wanted to read that for you guys for those of you wondering what does it say in luke chapter 10 verse 40 it says but martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said lord do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone therefore tell her to help me and i want to relate this for those of you who are listening i think katie painted a really good picture is maybe you're out there you're doing you're doing all the right things you're saying all the right things you're going to church you're doing everything right but you're like god you're just you're in a place of frustration just like martha is god lord god just help me what am i doing wrong listen to what jesus says he says and jesus answered and said to her Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not depart, which will not get away from her. And I absolutely love that. I love what Katie said, how just a moment with Jesus where you're just you're just surrendered to God. We're like, God, I'm at your feet. I'm gonna do what you call me to do and just give up all this stuff. So I think that's incredible. So let me um, tell you, like, but I just wanted to this blew me away because you know, you're sharing all this, you know, other just how the Lord works. Um I 
not recently, probably about, I went through a little transitional time in my life. And I learned that, did you know that in the Hebrew language, there is no such, like there's no word for the English word coincidence. Like in God's language, there's no such thing as coincidences. Like that's not, that's not a word because everything is God ordained. Is that not like insane? So just like a little ribbon on all this, like somebody out there, the Lord's got a word for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's probably talking to me, but I'm like, God, I'm too busy. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe by the fifth or sixth confirmation, I'll get it. (laughs) No, that was awesome. I did not know that. So you said in the Hebrew, uh, in the original translation, there's no such thing as uh, a coincidence. no word for coincidence. That's awesome. God ordained, man. But and come on, Katie, you got to preach today. What and I love what you said. You didn't just talk about being at the feet of Jesus. You talked about how you were doing, uh, you were doing something different, and God was calling you to do something else, and uh, not just to be at His feet, but God, God had this moment of freedom for you, where you were just like, God, I'm not supposed to be here. And I love what you said. You went back to the dorm, and you're like, I know she hears from God, but and I think we all have that moment where somebody gives us a word. We all yes. Oh my gosh. And you're like, God, but I'm doing this. I mean, it feels right. It looks right. I'm winning souls. I'm not sinning, but you have this feeling of discontent. Like you're not, you're not connected. And just like you said, you go back and you're like, but God, all right. I mean, this is what you call me to do. That's so incredible. And I love what you said. There is no coincidence. And so uh, I guess I'll just start listening to God, you know, I mean, <laughs> Katie, so what is something God's been dealing, uh, teaching you? I say dealing with teaching you in this season of life. So, I could, I mean, dear Lord, there's so many things. Um, but you know, me being who I am, I would not be like I would not be doing the Lord justice unless I talked about what He has called me to. Um, which again, whenever I talked about earlier, like I have all these different signposts in my life that have pointed and said like you know this is the way walk in it whenever I look back it's like oh my gosh Lord like yes you've called me to this if you've not called me to anything else this is what you called me to and so in um the fall of 2014 um and this is just a backstory to give you all the things um in the fall of 2014 my sister and my mother and I were all in the living room my dad was out on a work trip out of state who knows where And my sister is scrolling through Facebook whenever all of a sudden she sees a post from, she ends up being my cousin, but she was a little bit like farther down the line um, that's saying that she's pregnant with twins and like, hey, does anybody want my twins? Kind of like free puppies kind of thing. And we were like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Well, as she continues like going and creeping on her, shout out to social media, Facebook. Listen, that's where we get our creep on. Um, as she keeps scrolling, she sees that (laughs) my cousin has had a baby prior that we really didn't know anything about. Like we knew that she had had a baby, didn't know very much about him. Um, but it's this picture of this four month old child, um, baby boy, and he has a blue cast on and the caption just reads like, man, I cannot wait to see you again or something of the nature. Well, as we dig a little bit deeper, um, we realize that he's in foster care. And the reason that he's in foster care is because either mom or dad or someone, um, not sure who, but the doctor's report said it was a malicious break to the left radius. So broke his arm, you know, and I don't know how much y'all know about like babies, but their bones are pretty like, you know, flexible. Like they're not like adult bones where, you know, they're super solid. Like yeah, very difficult to break a baby's bone. Um, and so like, we were, sh- we were like, we were shook, you know? Um, and we we're like, what in the world is like, this is our family. How did we not know about this? You know? And so we're like, we have to do something like we got to get these twins. You know, we're thinking um, there's new babies coming. Um, and so my mom's like calling my dad, like Paul, my dad's name is Paul. Shout out to Paul. Paul, we have to do something. Like, what are we going to do? And he's like, "Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm in Nebraska right now, you know? Uh, And then the Lord wakes him up in the middle of the night and he ends up calling mom at 2am is like, we have to do something. You call tomorrow and you figure out how we can get that little boy. And I'm so thankful for my parents' obedience. uh, Because again, it just pointed me into who I am now. So fast forward down the road, 
um, we end up getting back connected to my cousin. Um, we connect her with another family who ends up adopting those twins from her, takes them home from the hospital. Um, I love my Luke and Lily. They are feisty little fireballs, but you know, they're so wonderful. Um, and then next thing you know, that spring, my family is going through foster parenting classes and they're becoming licensed foster parents to be able to take who is now Bryson, who was the baby with the blue cast. Um, and I mean, we gave up so much as a family for that. Um, you know, they didn't come to ball games and they had late nights whenever me and my sister would have to make dinner for ourselves. And like, you know, we had a very supportive family growing up. So not having mom and dad around, like to some that doesn't really matter, but to us, it was everything. Um, and then, you know, continue fast forwarding. Next thing you know, we are adopting this baby. And so right before Bryson's second birthday, you know, we, he was a Smith, like, you know, which was super cool. And let me brag on God for a second. So this is amazing. So before I was born, my mom had a miscarriage with my dad at a wedlock. Um, and it was a boy and that baby's due date. Y'all, y'all hold on to your seats. That was Bryson's adoption date. So 365 days, that baby that was supposed to be born that miscarried now was redeemed through Bryson bringing, being brought into our family. Insane. Like wow. this gives me chills, even just saying it again. Um, and so, like I said, it just pointed me on, you know, on this path. And so that's why I am in social work. Like that's why I'm a social worker because I want to wow. be sure that I am bringing so much, you know, advocacy and, you know, equipping and calling out to our church to say, you have a responsibility to this that, you know, that say the world doesn't because we're, we are Jesus with skin on. So if we're Jesus with skin on, then that means I'm that the on. same redemptive adoptive power that God adopted us into his family and grafted us in. Now we have the responsibility to be, to exemplify that and to show that on the earth today. Um, and so dear Lord, if there's anyone listening out there that has just been considering and just had a weight and a burden, this is your confirmation, go out, call up your resources, you know, do whatever you got to do. Um, but there's even something so amazing. And it, every time I think about it, it blows me away. So that is, I love that testimony. Yes. So in the court system, um, this is amazing, y'all. Just again, just like the sweet details of Jesus um, in the court system. So legally, my dad can disown me. He can kick me out. He can like remove me from his inheritance. Like you are no longer my daughter, whatever. No questions asked. Like he can do that. But because of Bryson, because Bryson is adopted legally, he is his forever like you can't disown him. You cannot get rid of him. And it's incredible to think like that word adoption, wow. like we're adopted in and now we can cry out Abba Father, like because we have been adopted, God cannot legally ever leave us. He can never forsake us. And so it's like this amazing thing of you have this revelation oh. of God, you can't like, you can't get rid of me. Like, I'm yours forever. <laughs> like into eternity, I am yours. And with that revelation, it's like, but what do I do with this? Well, heck, I can tell you what to do with it. You know, go get you a baby off the side of the road. Um, okay, <laughs> don't do that. That could also be considered kidnapping, but you know, different day, different story. Uh, <laughs> but it's just so different story. <laughs> but it's just so incredible to I say. please go ahead. I love what you just said there. I'm going to chime in uh, and you cut out just a little bit, but I was able to hear it enough. You, uh, um, the, the, the quote part is what cut out. You said we're adopted in and God legally, according to his word, cannot get rid of us. And I'm going to use it in my prayer time. You know, just time we mess up, God, you can't get rid of me. So I'm going to come back to you now, but um, <laughs> you can't get rid of me. You can't. All right. No, but I love what you said. I'm, I'm being silly, but in, in all sincerity, I'm like, I got like goosebumps, the Holy Ghost goosebumps over here. Um, I love what you said that we are adopted and that we we are in his and we have his inheritance that we are children right. of 
God. And that's something else God's been talking to me about. Um, the whole story of Martha and Mary and uh, something God's been dealing with me about is being before doing, understanding who you are before you go to your purpose. You know, we, we've heard so many times about being purpose-driven and this is not a knock against Rick Warren. You need a purpose. God has a purpose on your life. But before you can pursue your purpose, you really need to find out who you are in God. Why is that? Why is that? Because if we end up start pursuing purpose and ministry, and we don't find out who we are in God, the only way to find that out is to pursue him more. We get caught up in doing and we get distracted. We get discouraged and we end up blaming God and getting frustrated. The Bible says in John chapter 15 that uh, we are the branch and that he is in the vine. Anyone that's not connected to him does not bear fruit. We always talk about the bearing fruit. We're called to bear fruit. We're called to multiply. Yes, that is true. But you all, everybody misses the little tiny detail in John 15 where he says you have to be connected. Mm-hmm. to the vine. Yep. And so I just want to encourage you, like Katie said about the whole adoption thing. And I know that we're, it's almost two different things talking about one is to be before you do get connected to God, recognize that you are adopted and that you are forgiven, that you are saved, that you are free, that God has a purpose for your life, that you can, no matter how far you run, God will always be there to catch you, to hold you. In Psalms 139 verse eight, it says, even if I ascended into heaven, you'd be there with me. Or if I made my bed in hell, you'd be there with me. God loves yeah, like, us that much. Katie, that was like <laughs> what you said. So cool, you know, to talk about the word grafted. I don't know how much you know about like planting and agriculture and, you know, Just a that little bit. stuff that we <laughs> down, do down here in Old Bammer. Um, But whenever you graft something in, like you take something that is dead and you literally collide it into something that is living, a wow. living plant, and you tie it in. And eventually it begins to grow. They grow into each other. And then that dead thing then begins to live because it's sucking from the nutrients of that that was living. So as we're grafted in, God literally collides us with him and whatever he has, his life, whatever he gives off that is life, we then are no longer thriving off of dead things we're thriving off of his life-giving power it's just amazing how how everything that he designed on this planet planet earth and yet it's so he just gives us symbols and he gives us stories and he gives us you know allegories and metaphors to you know be able to symbolize who he is i think that part is amazing that he designed all of this and he knew that we would be talking about it I absolutely love that. Uh, you said you, and for those of you who, I just want to repeat that again, because I love that you take something dead, you graft it with something that's already alive and it pulls the nutrients. And that's what Katie was talking about earlier when she kind of got at Jesus's feet. That's where we, that's where we get our nutrients. That's what we get our life is we, we get that from the presence of Jesus Christ is that. And, and if you're, if you're in a place in a season of your life where you're feeling lost, or maybe you're listening to this podcast and you're not saved at all, you just happen to stumble upon my podcast by happenstance. I want to let you know that Jesus Christ is the only way, the truth and the life. And if you want to just like, I want to experience what she's talking about, that adoption that God, that God is referring to that inheritance then get with Jesus because he is the only way. I just, I absolutely love what you're saying, Katie. You're dropping some bombs tonight. Um, just, that is just amazing. I absolutely love that. So we're talking about a few different things. We're talking about being grafted in. We're talking about adoption. Um, we're talking about trust. And so I wanted to kind of ask a few different questions and you're more than welcome to come back to this. If God still has something on your heart, Katie, you want to keep sharing on this, just jump right into it. Um, you know, what do you do when you're stuck in life? For me, it is staying. See, there's this place, there's this, it's this beautiful rest um, where rest is, rest is not sleeping on the couch. Rest is not, you know, getting your eight, nine, 10 hours of sleep, however much you need. Rest is simply laying your head on, on the Lord's heart and finding comfort in that. And so that's exactly what I do whenever I feel stuck is I try to get as close to him as I can to where I can suddenly hear his heartbeat. Because it's so interesting, even whenever they were at the Last Supper, if you notice, John is the one, John the Beloved is the one who places his head on Jesus's chest, and he's the one who hears who is going to betray Jesus. The rest of the disciples didn't hear that Judas was going to betray. It was John. And why was it John? Because he was closest to Jesus's heart. And so the closer that we get to his heart, the closer that we, he, we can hear what he has for us and he can speak 
lovely words upon us and he can speak words of purpose and more words of destiny, but we have to get close to his heart. That is, I love, I love that. I absolutely love that. Uh, what do you do or, or what are some practical ways to use your faith? And I say use your faith. I think more appropriately would be practical ways to exercise your faith. Uh, we know, obviously, reading God's word, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But what are some practical ways to exercise that faith? So for me right now, um, it is so important for me to have community um, because I am someone who just now moved to a new town where I did not know anyone. Uh, and, you know, I can't, in a sense, like, I feel like I can sustain myself for a little while, but we need people. Um, so yes, yes, you pray. Yes, you get down on your face. Yes, you worship. You know, yes, you read, but you need community. Like you need to be around like-minded individuals, iron sharpens iron, people who are mm -hmm. going to call you higher, people who are going to, you know, like call out your junk while also extending mercy. And it's such this fine line of like, you know, that's incredible. You want to be around people who are literally just calling you higher and also calling, calling you to dig a little bit deeper. And it's just so cool. Cause it is, it's higher and it's deeper. <laughs> God always does things like upside down. Everything we think is normal. God's like, no, 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 no. I'm just going to flip this and mess and you I up a little bit. <laughs> uh, practical and for those of you who missed that katie said practical ways to use your faith is to get into a godly community with people that are calling you higher people that are calling you deeper i was listening to um stephen furtick and td jakes today they have a uh you know the you know, little table sessions they do where they just sit down and oh talk I love it. Well, he did one called Drop the Mic, and he was talking a little bit about this. And he says um, his wife had made a comment because, you know, his uh, typical thing for husbands and wives is the wives will say, honey, how do I look in this dress? And she made a comment to T.D. Jakes. She said, I, need, I either need a best friend or a mirror. And then he went to expound on that. And he says, being, you know, being like being as Christians, he said, we should be uh, be mirrors to each other because iron sharpens iron. What he mean by that is you should point out, you should be able to lovingly, hey, you got this fault in your ear. I need to help you. But a mirror also is there to compliment you. Like when you look good, you you as a brother and sister in Christ and tell somebody, hey, I just want to encourage you, man. I see what you're doing in life and you are just rocking it for Jesus. So that's the importance of community. It's iron sharpens iron. And when you get around a godly people, they're just like a mirror. They're able to be there to help you when you're when you're making you're messing up and they're there to lovingly care for you. And I keep emphasizing lovingly care for you. And then and they're also able there to just encourage you along. Yep. Another question for you, how do you operate in humility? Wow, what a question. So that's so funny that you asked me this because I feel like this, this was my last season, like the last season of my life. This is exactly the bad fruit that the Lord was trying to get out of me was pride and haughtiness and, Ooh, girl, you so great. Like, mm -mm. and let me just say this being someone who has been humbled. I now understand what Moses, how Moses <laughs> was able to say, I'm the most humble man. It's because he had been humbled. Like you don't know that you, you think you're humbled until you've actually been humbled. And then you can look back and say, man, I'm humbled. Um, and so I don't even know necessarily how I practice it more as the Lord just kicked me off my high horse. And again, he's so sweet because he's so gentle whenever he does it. But you know, where I used to think oh, you get, you get the gentle God. <laughs> <laughs> he gets but off like, the wooden spoon with me. Tail, like, man, <laughs> he <whips> that tail. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just amazing. Like, I don't even know necessarily how, how I practice it now. It more as it's just become a person, part of who I am because it's become fruit. Um, and I know that doesn't answer the question, but it's just like, that's just. No, it, it kind of does actually. Uh, and T.D. Jakes, uh, I mean, I keep pulling on T.D. Jakes. It's just what I was listening to yeah. earlier and was really speaking to me. And T.D. Jakes was just talking about the balance of the voices. Because, you know, he said, he's like, I'm a preacher. Katie Smith is a preacher. If you guys have not picked that up by now, um, <laughs> Katie can preach. Uh, but T.D. Jakes was talking about as a preacher, he says, we all, or anybody in the public arena where you're performing on stage as an artist, a comedian, a speaker, after you're done with your, your thing, a, nor a normal thing is you have these voices in your head that said you messed up, you failed, you did this wrong and this wrong and this wrong. And he says the way to keep yourself humble and to keep yourself as a student is to find a balance. He says if those voices become too high in your life, he says you end up 
um, you end up becoming discouraged. You end up seeing yourself through a lens of uh, uh, undervalued, under, uh, insufficient, which is not how God wants. If you keep those voices too low and you don't even listen to them to see your faults, what happens is you get that pride built up and he says, finding a good balance of, okay, what could I have done better after that? And so how does that apply to people who maybe are not a performer for sense? It's just ask yourself daily, God, what could I have done better today? Oh, God, I remember I went to, went to Chick-fil-A and I didn't hold the door open. I went to Chick-fil-A and I was really mean. They said, have a great day. And I just, I didn't say it back. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you just think yourself, ask yourself those questions at the end of the day, God, how could I have been better? And I uh, know, Katie, you did answer the question. I thought it was great. Those seasons where God does humble us. Um, that's one prayer you don't ever want to pray. It's God humble me. And it's like, he does answer that question. He did it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would rather. started was I said, Lord, what do you want to rid me of in this season? And he said, self. And I said, okay, <laughs> then rid me of myself. And next thing you know, like, mm -mm, no, don't pray it if you don't mean it. Because dear Lord, he'll do it. Oh my gosh. That's, uh, it's kind of like, like what David had prayed. Uh, I think it was David. I was just reading, I read a book called A Dangerous Prayers by Craig Rochelle. And oh my gosh, let me tell you something. If you guys are wanting a book that's going to mess you up it's Craig Groeschel's I have never Katie I've never read a book in my life um Christian secular whatever which his books are Christian obviously I've never read a book in my life that I wanted to put down because it made me so vulnerable and, and it hurt so bad to read because yeah. he's talking about he's one of the things he said is says God exposed the wickedness in my heart and that, you know, David's prayers, he was always like, God, give me clean hands and a pure heart. Search my heart that there might not be any wickedness found in it. And I have been praying that. And I believe God's been showing me in little things, you know, thankfully he's not, thankfully I wasn't publicly humiliated, but God has been showing me little things in my life where he's like, Hey, you know, that's some pride there in your life you need to fix. And, and I was, my answer to about the humility thing was just being self-aware this past, uh, this past weekend, I'm going to be real with you, Katie and everybody listening. Um, I was, I was playing at a church, I was playing worship and I did an okay job you know with worship we actually performed at a reformed church i don't want to name the denomination because i don't like ever segregating or isolating um, people but it was a reform very reformed church and and you know you got to be careful you know you'll always read the room lead the room and honor the church that you're in you're leading worship at and so i'm leading worship and everybody said it was great but somebody got up to preach after me and they're probably gonna listen to this podcast and be like wait a minute but they got up to preach after me and um and they were doing a really good job and you know my pride i was like no, it was a girl. She was preaching. I was like, oh, what? She's doing better than me. But I was taking notes anyways. I'm like, I'm humble myself. She's got some good words. And she gets off the stage and I'm, I'm helping pack everything up. And and um, everybody flocks to her and tells her what a great word it is. And I had like two or three people telling me, oh, you, you did a good job with worship today. you know. <laughs> but it was a moment where I, God was just telling me, he's like, hey, celebrate others when they do good. Right. And so that was a, that was a really huge, um, like I said, that was definitely a transparent moment because that was just recently. And, um, but no, it was just, just being self-aware, but uh, Katie, these are some just amazing things you said. So I'd like to close this out with some questions. Some of these questions are going to be lighthearted and fun. Some of these are going to be some deep nitty gritty stuff. Number one, what is the best advice you've ever been given? Oh goodness. Um, follow the voice. Miss Karen, Miss Karen Wheaton, my spiritual mother, she just said, just follow the voice, Katie, you do whatever you have to do. You just follow the voice. Capital. Okay. V. Now hold on. Now expand, now expand on that for me. Expand that for our listeners. You follow. What does it mean to follow the, the voice? voice? It means that people may tell you that you're crazy for following the voice, but you listen to God and you get a word and you hold on to it and you take it to the grave. It doesn't matter if it looks stupid. It doesn't matter if it does not make sense. If in the natural, you look like the most art-hearted person that you've ever seen. It doesn't matter. You follow the voice because he has given you his wow. word. His word is the most treasured thing that you can ever have. That's incredible. Okay, so now I want... Has there ever been a time, and I'm sure there has, but hopefully you can name them where God told you to do something and it was uncomfortable, awkward, or you kind of fought God on it, but you did it. And it was like, um, I guess maybe more, spe more specific, like a place where like, God, I really don't know if that was you, but I'm going to do it anyways. And it turned out to be a God thing. Was there ever been a time oh where God's gosh, done that? Yes. Oh, and I might cry even just talking about it. Um, so like I said, I used to minister with the Ram and Chosen. Um, and then, so what we would do is we would go and pray for people during altar calls. Um, well, whenever I was 14, my dad had given me 
um, a diamond purity ring. And like me and my sister, we both had them and they matched. Like it was our Valentine's Day present. Like it was precious to us. Like, like I coveted that purity ring, but like in the most holy way, like, man, this is who I am. And also fun fact, my name, Katie, it means pure. And so, you know, I am pure. Like I got my purity ring. Like this is who I am. Um, (laughs) I'm praying for this girl and the Lord tells me and says, you're going to give her your purity ring. I was like, that was the devil, <laughs> you know, and he was so sweet. Um, you sound like Bobby Boucher's mama there. 100%. Um, the good old water boy. Um, <laughs> and he gave me three confirmations. He said, this girl is first off, this girl has dad issues. Dad is not in the picture. He said, also, this is the Lord speaking to me. He said, also, um, she just now did something to immoralize her purity. And three, whenever you give her this purity ring, it's going to fit on her finger better than it does yours because I never got it sized. And it was just like a little bit, little big, probably like half a size too big, never came off, but you know, just, just again, just so interesting. And so I call her and I said, okay, I'm going to, I want you to know that I'm about to do something really weird. And I slipped that ring on her finger and she starts boo-hoo crying. And so then after the service, she comes to me and she says, my dad just now went to prison. He's going to be there for a really long time. He actually left me and my mom whenever we were little. And then she begins to tell me also, you know, kind of something that she had just now done, um, just, you know, being a teenager. And I mean, whenever I tell you, like, I was heartbroken that I had given like something away that meant so much to me. Like I literally felt like, you know, like this is the treasure in the field. Like I'm selling everything and depositing it into her. And so then I got to explain like, you know, my name means pure. This is God restoring your purity. Like this is God giving you purity. That's awesome. It was amazing. And so now like we follow each other on Instagram and she's graduate, she's a graduating senior. And it's incredible to me, like to be able to zoom in on her pictures. And like, I look at that left hand and it's my ring. Um, and man, does it speak volumes? Cause it's like, and you know, like to see, like she's leading worship in her youth group. Like she's doing, um, you know, like a, like assembly of God. Uh, what is that? Fine art, like fine arts stuff. Oh, wow. Uh, and so, I mean, it, it just means the world to me. Like dear Lord, you used me in her life and we deposited, like I got to co-labor with God and deposit something into her. And thinking back on that, it's like, wow, this is incredible. That was deep. I'm like, man, I'm like, I don't even know if I want to ask you more questions, man. I was like, that was awesome. And I, can you for a second talk about something? And I know that you're going to probably just preach for the next like hour about it, but this is something really huge that I am so glad and I, I applaud the majority of the church for bringing this up is the difference. And even, um, was it one of either Karen's daughter or uh, uh, Samuel Bentley's wife, that's Karen's daughter, Lauren, they talked about the difference between purity and virginity. Can you talk about that for a second? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the Bible says that blessed are those blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. And I think pure. Okay. First off your virginity. Yes. Like y'all got that part. Ain't nobody, you know, need a definition. Um, purity is a place again of humility purity is a place of I don't want anything to dilute what I see purity is white and clean and and stainless purity is living a life that is above reproach purity is looking onto someone not want, especially even in the case of, you know, if we want to talk about it sexually, like purity is not looking upon someone just to, oh, I just don't like want to hurt their feelings. So I'm not going to go there. Purity is, oh, I so respect them and I respect my God. And like I said, it's just this, it's this thing of, I want to be pure in heart so I can ascend the hill of the Lord. I want to be pure in heart so I can see God. I don't want anything else to dilute me to help, to keep me from seeing God. 
Amen. And I love what um, uh, I've been seeing kind of a trend. That's just a lot of people sharing their testimony who who, devil, uh, who struggled with sexual morality. They either they lost their virginity. And if that's one of you guys listening, I just want to let you know your your purity can still be intact. God can restore that. Like Katie was saying, that's an issue with the heart. So if you a lot of people say, oh, you're you're no longer a virgin. I know so some of you listen, this is kind of like, oh, man, he's getting really talking about stuff. But if you lost your virginity, that doesn't mean you lost your purity necessarily. You just need to get right before God, repent, seek his face. And like Katie said, it's not about upsetting the other person. It's not about being a people pleaser. It's about respecting the other individual and respecting your own values. When you say yes to God, one yes to God is a million no's. And I heard someone preach this sermon once. Um, and I know though we're talking specifically about um, purity and, and sexual immorality and things like that. This applies to everything in your life is when a, when a, and this applies to both men and women here, but when a woman says yes to a man, they say their vows and they said, yes, that one yes is a million no's. Yep. That means she, that means that when she said yes to, to that man, every other man in the world is a no to her. Same for, again, same for a guy. If that man said yes to his wife, it's a million no's to all the other women out there. Same is true with God. Your one yes is a million no's to the temptations that are going on in your life. And it's even a no to the thoughts of shame. So listen, if you if you have struggled in that area of sexual morality, I want you to know that God does love you, that you are not some creep and weirdo, that God loves you, that his blood can make you white as snow. And if you're listening to voices that are telling you you're worthless, you're impure, you're never going to make to heaven, you're not worth anything, you'll never get a good spouse because you messed up. Let me tell you something. We have all messed up. We are the bride of Christ and Jesus still took us in and says, I love you. I'm going to make you clean. And so I just want to encourage you guys listen to that. Katie, thank you for sharing that about the difference between uh, just purity, that it is something you pursue, something that you, um, that you lived. Uh, last question, uh, because man, you went deep on me and, uh, and I can't believe you did that. So <laughs> something someone told you, and this is, we're just going to go for it. Something that someone told you that changed your life. Let's see. A million, a million things. I've had so many great voices speaking to me throughout the years. Um, let me think specifically. I think that um, I, okay, so again, I told you about my aunt who really speaks into me in pivotal seasons. Well, in that, you know, initial season, whenever I was in uh, college, she sent me, she sent me a Joyce Meyer Devo. And it's not necessarily that Joyce Meyer did not like speak this to me personally, but I felt like she was speaking it. To you me. wrote it all for Katie. Just 100%. Like, printed a million copies. <laughs> yeah, um, but the Devo was simply this, like I said, it was very short. And she just said that whenever you are in the will of God, it is a well, your life will run like a well-oiled machine because your eyes will be so fixed on him that nothing that you could cause you to stumble will get in the way. However, whenever you are not in the will of God, it will be like pushing a dead horse up a hill because you are constantly going to be struggling and you're constantly going to be falling back. And I don't know why that stuck with me so much. Obviously in that season, like I was so weighted down and I was not in the will of God, even though like not in sin or anything. Um, but man, it, it, it drives me now. That's incredible. I'm, I'm like writing that down over here. I absolutely love that. So two more questions for you. And we're going to, uh, the last question is going to be kind of a fun, lighthearted one. It's kind of tradition here in my podcast. Uh, but this first question though, what's your favorite Bible verse? Uh, I, okay. It's this. Yes, it is this. It is second Thessalonians five twenty four, And it says the one who has called you is faithful and he will do it. And that's it. That's all it says. Come and on, come on. That he, if he said it, he's going to make it happen. If he told you to do something, again, follow the voice. He's going to make it come to pass. You ain't got to do anything other than do what he has said. <laughs> he is faithful and he will do it. That's incredible. Oh my wept. gosh, that scripture just encouraged also, me. Jesus wept. Oh, Jesus wept. Oh. Jesus wept. <laughs> You know, you got a good preacher when they can take Jesus wept and really, uh, and really just preach that yeah, sermon, stretch it out and about it. Jesus wept, man. And if you, because we, you're going to, you're distracting me this whole time, Katie. I'm just kidding. No, that scripture, Jesus wept, wept really just shows the compassion that Jesus had 
for people because if you and I'm sure you could share this, but within the context of that story, Jesus looked out, he he wept for the people. God loves his people so much. The Bible talks about that, that God desires that all men should be saved. God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. It doesn't matter what you've done. And Jesus just weeps. He loves us. And uh, that's a very good scripture. That's like the one though, like when you're at, like when you're in VBS and you're like, give me one Bible versus Jesus wept. Like, <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Second so Thessalonians 5.24. I love what you said about um, he who called me is faithful to finish the thing in, in Psalms 23.6. I just read this and it popped off of the page at me. And it, it basically it says your goodness will follow me all the days of my life. And of course the song, goodness of God. Um, but I was like, oh my gosh, I just like, those two scriptures are connected. So last question, Katie, and it's going to be a fun one. So whew, here we go. Would you rather give your past self one piece of advice or have your future self give you one piece of advice? My future self. Cause I, like I said, future self. yeah, future self. Cause I've already been fast. Like I don't want to change anything. I love where I'm at. I feel like I'm right where I'm supposed to be. That's all. Very awesome. Very content. So Katie, as we're wrapping this up, are, is there, I usually take this portion to allow you to promote. I don't know if you've got a blog or if you've got a podcast, or maybe if you want to promote the organization that you're working for or, or another organization, if you just want to take a second and just, this is your promotion. It's to take a couple of minutes and promote whatever. Like I said, I mean, I'm on Instagram at Katie M. Smith, two F's, but listen, it ain't that deep. Like it ain't about me. <laughs> it ain't about me. Um, so, you know, again, I, I told y'all my heart is for adoption. My heart is for foster care. Um, there are lots and lots and lots of organizations out there. Um, Christian Alliance for Orphans, um, Adopt US Kids. Uh, let's see what else. Um, uh, Children's Aid Society. There are hundreds and hundreds of resources out there to get you guys connected to learn more about how you can help how you can advocate for our foster kids and our orphans out there um and just partner to be a voice for the fatherless that's awesome i absolutely love that thank you katie and thank you katie for being my guest today thank you guys so much just to let you all know everything katie just said um you know about our, you know, where to follow her on social media the links that she had talked about will all be here in the podcast description you can also go to my website blakereynoldsmusic.com forward slash blog um, or forward slash podcast excuse me see katie's picture it's her and her dog party party yeah it's her and her no, dog like party <laughs> click her picture and it's going to have just a little bit about katie i'll have all the links there for you guys to check it out but katie thank you so much for being my guest and uh you have a wonderful evening oh you're so sweet thank you blake thank you for listening to another episode of the upbeat podcast i hope that it blessed and encouraged you if you like today's episode then subscribe to the podcast leave a review and share it on your social media and with your friends also, follow me on social media at Blake Reynolds Music so we can connect more. And check out my website, BlakeReynoldsMusic.com. Again, thank you so much for listening. Until next time.